0: This year as we celebrate Mother's Day, Pastor and I have been in Israel for a couple of days and right now we find ourselves in Dubai. But ladies, this is a very, very special day for us. This is Mother's Day and I did not want to miss celebrating Mother's Day with the moms of COP. So I did this it's my little way of being with you for this weekend and i am rejoicing ladies because god is with us god speaks to us and god uses us so i'm going to bring you the first part of the teaching of the word of god for today And then some of our other COP pastoras will teach the part two and the part three. As for me, my word of encouragement to you ladies is that God is with us. God speaks to us and God uses us. First of all, ladies, God is with you. Everybody say it. God is with me. God is with me. Amen. Our theme verse for this weekend is Luke 1 verse 30, where Mary was told, fear not Mary, for you have found favor with God. And so we say, fear not moms, for you have found favor with God. But just a Couple of verses before that, in verse 28, Mary was told, Greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. Wow, what happens, ladies, when God is with you? Well, when God was with David, as he said he was with David, David went and won victory after victory against the enemies of Israel. And then it is said that God was with Joseph. What happened to Joseph? He was in prison when it was God was with Joseph. And he ended up ruling the country, second only to Pharaoh. So when God shows up, ladies, and says, I am with you Get excited. Anticipate, because great, amazing things are about to happen in your life. Moms, God has said to us, Surely I am with you always, even unto the end of the age. So anticipate. Wonderful things are coming to you, moms. Why? Because God is with you. Secondly, ladies, God speaks to you. In Judges chapter 13, we have this amazing story about God speaking to a mom. It's just one example of our God taking time to speak to a mom. And this is not a mom yet, but a mom to be, a mom of Samson. She would be the mother of Samson. In verse 3, the angel of the Lord appeared to Manoah's wife and said, Even though you have been unable to have children, you will soon become pregnant and give birth to a son. Every year when we celebrate Mother's Day, we are aware that there are ladies here who so want to have a baby, who so want to build their family, to get pregnant. And God is speaking to you right now, just as he spoke to Samson's mom-to-be in this passage. The Lord appeared to this precious lady who so wanted a baby, and he spoke to her. Well, the lady ran to her husband Manoah and told him all that the Lord had told her, including the instructions about how they were to raise their son. Manoah thought, hmm, this is interesting. God appeared to my wife and spoke to her Lord. He prayed, would you appear again? So you could give us instructions about how to raise our son. And in answer to Manoah's prayer, God appeared again to the mom to be, (laughs) to the lady, to Manoah's wife and spoke to her again, giving instructions. And then the angel of the Lord, the pre-incarnate Christ, the Lord, Spoke to both of the parents and talked to them for a while. And then it says that the angel of the Lord revealed his name to them. His name, as revealed, is Wonderful. Truly, in Isaiah, that is one of the names of the Lord, isn't it? Wonderful, counselor, prince of peace. Amen. The Lord is with us, ladies. And the Lord speaks to us. And all the ladies said, amen. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He will be with us. He will speak to us. He will give us assurance, and he will give us guidance. Thirdly, ladies, God uses you. One of my favorite ladies that got used by God in the Bible is Huldah the prophetess, and her story is in 2 Kings 22. Huldah was sought out by the five envoys of the king after the scroll of the word of God had been found. Well, in those days, people were not reading their Bibles. They were not reading the word of God. And when it was found and read to the king, nobody in the palace knew what to make of it because the word of God had not been read for so long. And the king said, Go and seek out from the Lord what this means and what we are to do about it. So the envoys sought out Huldah the prophetess and she taught them the word of God and she gave them instructions about what to do about it. You know, at the same time in Jerusalem that Huldah was teaching the word to these men that came from the king, at the same time in Jerusalem, there were two male prophets And I know that you know these two male prophets. One of them is Zephaniah. How do you know Zephaniah? Because he wrote one of the books of the Bible, right? There is Zephaniah, the prophet. There is also Jeremiah, the prophet. And nowhere in the Bible does it ever say anything like, Well, it came to pass that Jeremiah was busy at the Jordan River that day, and Zephaniah had a family emergency, so God had to use a woman. No. God uses women, and He doesn't explain Himself. He doesn't say, Ah, sorry, everybody, there was no man available, so I had to use a woman. (laughs) No god just uses women he doesn't explain himself he doesn't apologize for using women he just uses women and ladies god will use you as well you go and teach your go groups you teach your friends and neighbors and relatives the word of god amen and god is with you you teach your children The word of God, you teach, you speak, you proclaim the word of God and God will be with you and God will use you in Acts 2 verse 18. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. What does prophesy mean? It means to proclaim the word of God, right? Mom's God will use you to fearlessly proclaim his word. So, so far, we have learned that God is with us, ladies. God speaks to us, ladies. And God uses us, ladies. Now, let's move on to part two of our Mother's Day sermon.
1: Now that we have learned how God is with women, let us continue by learning the characteristics of a fearless mom. How many fearless moms are here? Now, a fearless mom is a mom who responds with faith in any given situation. Let's open our Bibles in 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 5, and we have our fearless mom, Hannah. Now, what's her situation? We all know the story about Hannah and Alcana. Hannah is well-loved by her husband, and yet she is barren. She is unable to give birth to a child. In verse, in verse 5, it says here, Hannah, he gave a double portion because he loved her, though the Lord had closed her womb. At the same time that she is barren, she has a rival. And her rival is provoking her, irritating her because of this in 1 Samuel 1 verse 6. And this kind of provocation is not just a mild provocation. Because if we're going to look at the definition of provoke here in Hebrew, it's violently agitate. To crush, to trouble, to grieve, and not only that. To add more to this, in First Samuel one verse seven, aside from provocation, this is being done year after year. Wow! In First Samuel one verse ten, we can uh, see here she was deeply distressed and prayed to the Lord and wept bitterly. Now, put yourself in Hannah's situation. How will you respond to this? This is her response. In verse 7, she went up to the house of the Lord. So Hannah, as she is being provoked, her response is, let's go to the house of the Lord. How many of you on your way to church, you, you were provoked? Maybe on your, on, while you are driving or maybe as you are preparing your kids or you are talking to your husband. What do you do? Do you cancel going to church and say, oh, I'm no longer in the mood because I was provoked. Let's not go to the house of God. Of course not. Because we are a fearless mom, we will still be in God's house. And everybody say, because wonderful things happen when we are in the house of God. All those angers, those fears, those worries, those depression, those provocation, it will all go away when we come to the house of god and seek him so at the same time she went to the house of the lord she also prayed in first samuel 1 verse 10 she prayed to the lord and wept bitterly fearless moms bring everything to god in prayer and everybody say and not only that she poured out her soul before the lord in verse 15 In the School of the Cross, Pastor Samuel mentioned an illustration about venting. How many of you remember that illustration? That when you are venting, it's like you are passing gas in a small room with another person present there. Well, Hannah did not vent. What did Hannah do? She poured out her soul to God. And at the same time, in verse 19, in verse 20, it says here, They rose early in the morning. And worship before the Lord. And in verse 20, in due time, Hannah conceived and bore a son. So, which means Hannah pressed in and continued a lifestyle of worship and faith. So, what principle can we learn from Hannah? Where do you find a fearless mom in times of trouble? In the house of God. And what is a fearless mom doing in the house of God? She is worshiping, she pours out her soul to God. She does not whine. She does not retaliate in provocation. She prays. She worships God. Why? Because she is a fearless mom. So Hannah, in verse 20, finally received an answer to her prayer. It says, And in due time, Hannah conceived and bore a son. She called his name Samuel. So how do we apply this, moms? We have moms here in COP who are believing for God. For a child, you are in the house of God, you are praying, You're, you're pouring out your soul to God, you're worshiping. And a lot of you, you're even faithfully serving God. Beloved moms, beloved sisters, God will do the same thing for you. Amen? One day, God will remember you and he will bless you with your own child in Jesus' name. Now, we have another woman of faith in the, the Canaanite woman, in Matthew chapter 15, verse 22 to 28. What is her situation? Her daughter is severely oppressed by a demon in verse 22. And she plead and she said in verse 23, Jesus, please heal my daughter. In verse 23, the response, and 24, the response of Jesus is that, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Well, we know that the Canaanite woman is not an Israelite. Okay, so if you're in her situation, what will be your response? Maybe a lot of you might say, oh, maybe this is not for me. Healing is not for me. I'm just going to accept this destiny. Maybe it's the will of God. But her response in verse 22, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. So she cried out to the Lord. And in verse 25 to 27, she said, Lord, help me for the second time. And he answered, it's not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. She said, yes, Lord. Yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. So this means she displayed a persistent faith. She believes that healing is also for her family. So the Canaanite woman is a fearless mom. She knows what she wants. Healing for her daughter. She knows how to get it. She came to Jesus despite the obstacles. And in the end, her daughter was instantly healed. And not only that, Jesus recognized her as a woman with great faith. So how do we apply this, moms? Maybe you're here and you're believing God for the healing of your child, for your own healing, just like the Canaanite woman. Or maybe... You are here and you believe in God for a house for your family. No matter what the situation is, moms never allow the circumstances of life hinder you from pursuing your heart's desire. And everybody say, be fearless and have a persistent faith and you will see our faithful God and he will fulfill the promise that he has for you moms. A fearless mom is a mom who is not afraid to ask the hard questions to get the right answer. We have here in Proverbs 31, the mother of King Lemuel. She asked King Lemuel about his lifestyle in Proverbs 31, verse three, do not give in to women, your ways to those who destroy Kings. So he was not afraid. She was not afraid to confront the sexual immorality. Also, she even confronted her son about drinking vices in verse four. He said, she said, it's not for kings, O well, it's not for kings to drink wine or for rulers to take strong drink. And she even gave a short sermon in verse 4 to verse 7 about why drinking wine and beer is not for him. On top of this, in, in verse uh, 5 to 7, we can see here that when our Proverbs 31 woman was speaking this, she was already speaking to her son who is already a king. Which means he is a grown-up man with influence. You know, other moms, an ordinary mom would say, ay, pastora, malaki na yan. Siya na bahala sa buhay niya. Or maybe, or pastora, she's already, he is already, or she's already successful. So maybe she can make her own decision. But a fearless mom would always make sure that her children Will never make a decision that will destroy her children's future. And everybody say? So, moms, let us not be an ordinary mom. Be extraordinary. Be a fearless mom and help your children from a disastrous living by correcting them if you see that something is not right. And everybody say? Also, she taught her child in Proverbs 31. A sermon about finding an excellent wife. Now, we have a lot of people here who are single and finding an excellent wife. That is also the sermon of our fearless mom. So she guided him with a good, how to have a good and bright future. And at the same time, she guided King Lemuel about how to look for a wife of noble character. And all the lists were enumerated from verse 10 to verse 31, a wife in whom she does him good and not harm. She seeks wool and flocks and works with willing hands. She rises while it's yet night and provides food for her household. She considers a field and buys it with the fruit of her hand and she plants a vineyard and so on and so forth. So we can see here that a fearless mom is someone who will make sure that she guides her children she teaches her children from the word of God, not from the worldly wisdom. And everybody say, now a fearless mom, number three, is a mom who does not abdicate her spiritual responsibility. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 5 to 7, it says here, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. And these words that I command to you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit on your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. So a good biblical example of this is no other than Timothy's mom in 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 5. I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother, Louis, and your mother, Eunice, and now I'm sure dwells in you as well. So look at this. The Apostle Paul even recognized that Timothy's faith was a product of his mother's upbringing. That even though he was one of his sons in the faith, he believed that what he became is actually a result or partly a result of the training that his mom gave him when he was a child. Proverbs 22 verse 6 says, Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. So fearless mom leads her children to a good lifestyle and good decisions that will affect their future. Now, I'm going to quote Sister Bev. I'll never forget one of the quotations that he said. When your kids are too young to say, I'm in, parents, mothers, we should say yes for them. The perfect illustration of this are the mothers, who are tirelessly bringing their children while they are young in the kids' musical. It's the mom who's saying yes to service. That is a mom who is teaching her children to serve God at a young age. That is a fearless mom. Now, we also have a fearless, our irresponsible mom. Now that we have talked about a fearless mom. Queen Athalia, in 2 Chronicles 22, verse 2, it says here, his mother was Athaliah, a granddaughter of King Omri. Aziah also followed the evil example of King Ahab's family for his mother encouraged him in doing wrong. So this is a mom who taught evil to her kids. She was a mom who encouraged her son to do something evil. Now, we need to, mom, be careful what kind of example we are teaching to our children what are the kind of clothes that we wear and everybody saying how do we use our social media what kind of stuff do we post instagram or are we using tiktok amen amen so mom let's not be like queen athalia who gave a wrong advice to her or a bad example to her child And then also talking about a bad mom who gave a wrong advice. This is Herodias in Matthew chapter 14. And we will be reading verse 8. At her mother's urging, the girl said, I want the head of John the Baptist on a tray. Wow. Talking about a mom who gave the worst advice to her child. She has no respect for God. She has no respect for the man of God she pleaded and she urged her daughter to have John the Baptist killed. So what about a mom who say, oh, it's heavy traffic. There are lots of um, meeting the advance, maybe next week we will go to church. Or a mom who would say, oh, it's COVID-19, lots of cases. Maybe when zero case na, we will go to church. And yet, your children see you going to the mall. Of course, I'm, I'm speaking to the, to the uh, saved here. Going to the mall with no social distancing, right? So what we are not really telling them that, but what silent advice do we give to them if we do this? That there are other more important things than coming to God and coming to God's house and everybody saved? Now let's continue, and this will be our last point. A fearless mom is a mom who wisely worked to help secure the future of her family. And this is no other than Ruth, okay, the mother-in-law of Ruth. She was a mom who wisely worked to be sure that she is married just to the right guy. And all the moms would say, how many moms would want to marry the right guy or the right daughter for her child? Amen. She made sure that their family line was preserved in verse 19 and in verse 20. It says here, her mother-in-law asked her, where did you glean today? And where did you work? Blessed be the man who noticed you. She told her mother-in-law where she had worked, the name of the man I work for today is Boaz. In verse 20, then Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, may he be blessed by the Lord who has withdrawn his kindness from the living and the dead. The man is a close relative. He is one of our kinsman's redeemer. Also in Ruth chapter 1 verse 3, she influenced her to follow God's instruction about marriage. One day, Ruth's mother-in-law Naomi said to her, My daughter should not seek a resting place for you, that it may be well with you. Now, it's not Boaz with those servant girls who will be working a relative of ours. In fact, tonight, he is winnowing barley on the threshing floor Therefore, wash yourself, put on perfume, let the man know that you are there until he has finished eating and drinking, right? So she gave an advice. She was a mom who secures her children's future. She was able to preserve the family line by giving Ruth a wise direction and a wise guidance. And because of this, Ruth was blessed with a godly husband, So how do we apply this? Moms, don't let your children suffer by making the wrong decisions in life. Sometimes we are so strong about the course that our children will take. But in terms of a partner in life, oh, pastora, that's her decision, right? Of course, as a fearless mom, we guide them. And everybody say, we influence them in following what the Bible says, what the Word of God says. So moms, you can be fearless moms too. We all can be fearless moms. Be fearless mom. When push comes to shove, respond in persistent faith. Be a fearless mom. Don't be afraid to ask the tough questions to your children to protect them from a wretched life. Be a fearless mom. Train and raise our children in the way that we should go. In the Bible way. And be a fearless mom. Lead and guide them. Guide your children in securing a bright future for them. And at this time, I'm going to call Pastora A for what a favored mom looks like.
2: So in case you all haven't figured it out yet, I'm talking about favor. (laughs) We're actually going to talk two ways tonight. We're going to talk about favor for everyone and we're gonna talk about favor for our favored moms. I know and understand not everyone here is a mom, but the Bible is so full of illustrations that talk about favor. In my almost 10 years as a pastor, I would say the number one prayer request I get from people as they come down to the altar, as I'm chatting with people, as I'm talking with people, as I'm visiting people, has to do with favor. Favor for promotion. Favor to buy their dream house. Favor for their kid's school. Favor for their husband. Favor for this. Favor for that. Favor on any topic. It's probably the number one prayer request I get. So... What does walking in favor look like? I think we can all agree here. We want to be people who live and walk in favor. That what we do, God will bless. There will be open doors. There will be opportunities. There will be increase. There will be success. So you say, Basara A, how do I walk in favor? What does that look like? Let's start with walking in favor for all people. The illustration of Noah. In Genesis 5, verse 8, the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and had every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord regretted that he had made man on the earth and it grieved him to his heart. So the Lord said, I will blot out man who I have created from the face of the land, man and animals and creeping things and birds of the heavens. For I am sorry that I had made them, but Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord in the midst of all the sin. And oh my goodness, COP, there is so much temptation and so much opportunity for sin right now. Especially with so many people staying at home. But in the midst of all the sin, there was one who got favor from God. Because why? Because of how he lived. Noah was a good man. In Genesis 6 verse 18 it says, But I will establish my covenant with you. And you shall come into the ark. You, your sons, your wife, and your sons' wives with you. When you live a godly life, you receive favor. Let me say that one again, because some people don't believe me when I say this. When you live a godly life, you receive favor. Because you are walking the walk and talking the talk, you receive favor from God which is what happened here for Noah. What should have happened is he should have died and everything he had should have been destroyed along with everybody else. But no, he got favor and was saved in the time of destruction. There may be a time in your life, in the business, in company, in school, wherever you may be, There might be times of destruction. There might be times where there's going to be cuts. There might be times of uncertainty, of things that you don't know what might happen. I'd encourage you, live right. Live a right and godly life. Because if you will live a right and godly life... God will save you out of the destruction, and he has a bigger and a better plan for you. The second illustration for everyone is the illustration of Joseph. In Genesis 39, verse 2 to 6, the Lord was with Joseph, and he became a successful man, and he was in the house of his Egyptian master. His master saw that the Lord was with him, so the Lord caused all That he did to succeed in his hands. So Joseph found favor in his sight and attended him. And he made him overseer of his house and put him in charge of all that he had. From the time that he had made him overseer in his house and over all that he had, the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. The blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in house and field. So he left all that he had in Joseph's charge. Because of him, he had no concern about anything but the food he ate. The second thing we can see and learn here is you get promotion and open doors when you have the favor of God upon your life. Promotion, increase, these are things we hear a lot about. We saw a lot of amazing testimonies about promotion, about increase. And we are praying regularly for restoration, that there will become increase, there will come promotion in our lives, that God will continue to advance us, that God will continue to bless us. And here, that's what happened in Joseph's life. It shouldn't have been logical, but God was involved. You see, when God is involved, human math makes no sense. What in the world would make sense that Joseph should run an Egyptian man's house and all of a sudden, everything is gonna grow and there's gonna be so much blessing, so much prosperity. It doesn't make sense, but that's how God is. That's how God is when you are walking In his favor, when you are living according to the plans and the words of God, you will see promotion, you will see increase, there will be more responsibility, and there will be more favor. Why? Simply because God is with you. God was with Joseph, in everything that he did, God was with him, guiding him. And so because of God being with Joseph... Because of Joseph listening to God, increase after increase after increase happen in the life of Joseph's boss. If our bosses see that we bring good hard work, that we bring increase after increase, your boss is going to be happy with you. You are going to receive favor from your boss. You're going to receive favor from whatever situation or circumstance you find yourself in. So we want to live a life that God can bless. We want to live a life of favor because God is with us. And the third illustration here for everyone is the illustration of Moses. In Exodus 33, verse 12 to 18, Moses said to the Lord, see, you say to me, bring up these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name, and I have, and I have found favor in my sight. Now, therefore, if I have found favor in your sight, please show me your ways. That I may know you in order to find favor in your sight. Consider too that this nation is your people. And he said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. And he said to him, if your presence will not go with me, do not bring us up from here. For how shall it be known that I have found favor in your sight, I and your people? It Is it not in your going with us, so that we are distinct, I and your people, from every other people on the face of the earth? And the Lord said to Moses, this is the very thing you have spoken, I will do for you, for you have found favor in my sight, and I know you by name. Moses said, please, show me your glory. Here, this illustration of Moses is such a beautiful illustration. You have Moses refusing to move forward unless God's presence is with him. You have Moses saying, I don't want this glory for myself. I don't want this people to be following me. I don't want this group of people to think it's because of me. That it's because of my work. That it's because of my mouth. That it's because of my life why they're getting saved, why things are happening, why we're moving forward. No, God, I want it to be made clear. It's different because you are here. In Moses's life, he was not ashamed of being identified with God. In fact, he said, God, I'm not going to move unless you move and it's clear that it's you. That's how much Moses relied on God. That's how confident Moses was on God. And when he said, Lord, please show me your glory. When God said, you, you have found favor in my sight. You get to know the ways of the Lord. You get to know his word, his plan, his guidance. And while you're getting to know the ways of the Lord, you get the presence of the Lord. And COP, what happens in the presence of the Lord is what is so amazing. Because when you're in the presence of God, when you're in his presence, it's not the God of your fathers, it's my God. Your own relationship with him, your own experience with him in his presence grows. Your heart is turned more and more to God. What things happen in his presence? You're taught in his presence. You are healed in his presence. You feel peace in his presence. We could go on and on and on about all the things that you experience in his presence. And when you are living a life that God can bless When you are walking the walk that will bring favor into your life, you're not only receiving favor from God, but you're receiving the presence of God. And that's what's so exciting. And that is what is so powerful. Now, favor is shown in God's kingdom to all. Not just to men, but to all, meaning to women as well. So we gave some illustrations of what it looks like for everyone. Now we're going to give some illustrations of women who receive favor from God. Number one, the illustration of Ruth. In Ruth 2 verse 13, then she said, I have found favor in your eyes, my Lord. For you have comforted me and spoken kindly to your servant, though I am not one of your servants. In verse 8 to 12, we see all the favor that Boaz is giving to Ruth. Now, this favor is kindness in how she was being treated and provided for. Boaz did not have to act in a way or talk to his servants, make sure you do this and you do that so that Ruth can receive some things, so that Ruth can get some harvest as well. But he did. Why? He was a kind man. So, when we ladies are women of favor, we receive kindness from people who are around us. We receive favor from people who are around us. How many of you would like to receive kindness in your life? It doesn't come from a source that you would expect. Ruth never would have expected Boaz to be a source of kindness. She came here with loyalty to her mother in law. She was following her mother in law. And she wouldn't have expected that this man would show her the kind of kindness that he did. But she was able to receive favor and kindness from him. How was Ruth able to receive this favor? How was she able to receive this kindness? Simple. By living a life that God could bless. By obeying her mother in law. By being respectful. Did this change Ruth's personality? Did this change Ruth's character? Did she then become proud and full of herself? No. She stayed humble, understanding that this man was being good and kind to her. A second illustration of women in scripture that God showed favor to. The illustration of Esther. In Esther 7, verse 1 to 3, so the king and Haman went to the feast with the queen Esther, and on the second day, as they were drinking wine, after the feast, the king said again to Esther, what is your wish, queen Esther? It shall be granted to you. And what is your request? Even to the half of my kingdom, it shall be fulfilled. Then Queen Esther answered, if I have found favor in your sight, O king, and if it pleases the king, let my life be granted me for my wish and my people for my request. We know the story of Queen Esther how there was a plot to not just wipe out her, but all of the people of Israel, all of the Jews in the kingdom, and that Haman was behind this evil plan. And you take a look at Haman and who he was in relationship to the king, and you see that the king relied on Haman a lot. And we also see in this story that Esther was not the first queen. But the first queen, you see, she did not please the king. She didn't have favor in the eyes of the king. And she went bye-bye. And Esther knows, if I'm not careful, if I don't do things right, I could be bye-bye and all of my people could perish. So she had to be thoughtful respectful, kind, humble herself, honor the king for her request and favor to be granted. She didn't come in all as you are my husband and you are gonna do what I say and Haman needs to go bye bye and you're gonna listen to me and it's gonna be my way or the highway. That's not the personality that Queen Esther showed as a wife and as a Jew and as a child of God. So for us to receive favor, for us to have our requests granted, we need to be willing to humble ourselves. This is big favor. It could have cost her her life, not to mention the lives of all of the people, but because of how she carried herself, how she spoke, how she honored the king, she received favor. Ladies, let's be careful how we talk, how we act, how we walk, how we live life, because that's gonna determine if we will receive favor or not. The third illustration of a woman receiving favor in scripture is the illustration of Mary. In Luke 1, verse 26 to 34, But she was greatly troubled at the saying and trying to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, do not be afraid. Mary, for you have found favor with God and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob and of his kingdom. There will be no end. The third thing that we see in our life as we live a life that God can bless. As we live a life in which God's favor can flow. Is you will have favor from God because God will use you. You might be surprised in the situation. You might be surprised in the circumstance. Mary could say, why me? Of all the many, many, many women out there, why me? And you might be saying, God, why me? Of all the people, why me? When God's favor is upon you, God will use you to do great, mighty, wonderful, and powerful things. Now what was the response? Um, thank you, but no. Um, maybe next time. Um, can we write a contract so I understand my limitations in this deal? No. Yes, she was afraid. Who would not be if that's what you were hearing? But she responded with some powerful words. Powerful, powerful words. May it be to me as you have said. We sing that song here at COP, and that needs to be part of our daily life. That when God speaks to us, when God talks to us, when he wants us to do something, when he's guiding us to do something, our response isn't frustration, questioning, anger. Lord, here I am, send her. But our response is, Lord, may it be to me as you have said. Okay, Lord, this is what you're asking for. That's what I'll do. Now, how often should we respond that way in our life? That should be a daily occurrence. But let's ask ourselves an honest question. Every single time God tugs at our heart to do something, to follow him, to obey, to share the gospel, to pray for someone, to go into this deal, to open up this business, to buy this dream house now, Is our response always, yes, Lord, may it be to me as you have said? Or are there times when the fear and the doubt overpower our heart and overpower our life? When you are a child walking in the favor of God, you don't need to live in fear that when God asks you to do something, he's just going to drop you that he's not going to see you all the way through. That's not how God works. When God asks you to do something, he has equipped you. There is a reason, there is a purpose. And most importantly, he will be with you every step of the way, amen? I'd like to ask you all to stand up. And I just wanna pray for favor to come into your life. Again, this is the number one prayer request that I get as a pastor. And so I would just like to pray for everyone in all of our campuses, our branches, those watching online. I would just like to pray for God's favor to be upon you. Is that okay? Now, I'm gonna challenge you. If you're serious about wanting to receive God's favor in your life, while I'm praying over you, Please be praying, Lord, help me receive favor. Lord, that's my desire. Lord, I want to follow. Lord, I want this. Please have that prayer response in your heart and watch what God will do. Let me pray for you. Lord, we come to you. I lift up to you all of my brothers. I lift up to you all my sisters. Lord, I just come. I pray, I ask that there just be a wonderful outpouring of favor that just flow upon their lives. That Lord, whatever they set their heart to, whatever they set their hands to, whatever you guide them to, Lord, there will be favor and opportunity. Lord, we pray for open doors to flow. For whatever it might be, Lord God, if it's for a dream house, if it's for a family, if it's for a business, Lord, we just pray for the favor of open doors to come into the lives of your children. Lord, we also pray. That these will be people who will be blessed by you and blessed by man. That, Lord, they will see your blessings come to pass in their life. That, Lord, they will see that the people in their life, Lord God, are blessing them. That they will see, Lord God, that people who don't normally pay them any attention are blessing them. That they will see increase from their bosses. That they will see favor for other opportunities. Lord, I pray for my brothers and sisters that you will use them. That, Lord, as you use them, they will continue to see your goodness and your favor, Lord God, in their life. Lord, I pray and ask, let them receive kindness, Lord God, wherever they go. Lord, let them receive kindness from people. Let them not be faced, Lord God, with harsh words and with critics. But, Lord, let them receive kindness. Let them receive favor from people, Lord God. That, Lord, favor that shouldn't come, let them receive because of you, because of your goodness. Lord, we pray that you hear and that you answer our requests. Because part of the favor that we get from you, Lord God, is knowing that you hear us. And Lord, not just that you hear us, but Lord, that you answer us, that you speak to us, Lord God. With whatever we lay before you, Lord, we look forward with eager anticipation for your responses, Father God. Lord, we also pray that you continue to give favor, Lord God, to us and our families, that you save us. Lord, if there's any potential situation or circumstance that could cause us or our families harm, Lord, we pray and ask for your angels to be about us, that you save us from these potentially harmful situations, whether it's something in the workplace, whether it's something on the road, whether it's sickness or disease. But Lord, that you will save us and you will save our families. Lord, we also thank you, Lord, because as we find favor in your eyes, Lord, you will show us your ways. So, Lord, continue to reveal to us your plans and your ways, Lord God, in our life. That as we read the word of God, it will just be an understanding that will flow. An understanding of how you desire for us to live. How you desire for us to be. And that you will bless that. And Lord, we come to you lastly and ask, Lord, as we find favor in your eyes, Father, be with us always. We thank you for your presence. We thank you, Lord God, that you say you will never leave us nor forsake us. Lord, we pray, wherever we go, whatever we do, let us feel your presence around us. Let us always be reminded that you are our God and that you are with us. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen amen and amen. I'd like to ask you at this time to please take out your communion. If you don't have any communion or you somehow slipped by our amazing ushers, please raise your hand and our ushers will make their way to you in any one of the campuses as we do every week. We always wanna remember what Jesus has done for us. All the more, not just because it's Mother's Day, not just because we're learning about faithfulness and favor, but we always want to remember That we have what we have. We are free today because of Jesus. Because of his death on the cross. And that it paid a very powerful price for us our freedom, our healing, our salvation. And we never want to forget that. And we never want to take that for granted. Amen. Repeat after me this bread bread. symbolizes his body which hung on the cross for me. Today, I remember the sacrifice that he gave for me to purchase my salvation, my freedom, my healing, and my future. I am thankful and I am grateful that he did this out of, love out of love for me, for me. Today, today. I remember, I remember the, sacrifice. the sacrifice. Let's partake of the bread. Repeat after me. This cup symbolizes his blood, which was shed on the cross with every stripe across his back. He purchased my healing, my healing, from, healing. From, any sickness, from
1: any sickness
2: any disease any sickness. I don't need to live don't need to. In, fear, in fear in worry in doubt I don't need to be afraid of a bad report I have the best, I have the best. Doctor, doctor and, and physician and as and my heavenly father, father. I remember today today. what he did for me. Let's partake of the cup. here are people who are going to be people who have found the favor of God are we going to be faithful people as we be faithful we will find the favor I would just like to make another humble reminder over the next few days we have our joyful elections I pray that all of our members will have a peaceful time. They will have peaceful posts on Facebook and peaceful Instagram photos and profile pictures and they will not associate any colors they see with other Cathedral of Praise members as a political comment or opinion. But in all seriousness and fairness, COP, please be safe this coming week. We do pray that we will all be smart and wise and that we will find peace as we are going and voting and on our way back home. So please, please, please be smart and be safe next week. And no matter what happens during the week next week, we will come to church as happy Christians who will love whoever our future next president is and pray for our future president and submit to our future president. In Jesus' name, amen.